This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. It's uh, it's great to be here. Two more weeks. Live. Two more weeks Two of more a weeks fun, left. fun, fun, fun election. Definitely, I kept. Cycle. I saw this again a couple of times. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the most important election of our lifetime. No, it's oh, not. Oh crap! It's the least. No, it's not. This has there's I mean there's almost no difference between these two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, most likely one of them is going to win. So, I mean, uh, it's, not, it's yeah. really just not the most important. Usually you have real distinct visions of what the country is. I mean, again, like, you know, you you look. Yeah. They they agree on, like, three-quarters of their platforms. Uh, I mean, at least at Trump, it's hard to tell at times because he said both. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think I tend to obviously believe uh, he means the liberal thing a lot more considering it's been his entire life. And every time he's questioned with something new, it's always his first answer. Have you ever noticed that? Like, you know, I mean, the CNBC issue we played right before the end of the radio show is a good example. Like, you know, he come, he's not like he doesn't seem to be hyper engaged in the world of immigration. Um, uh, but his Although instinct his is, instinct was, yeah. you can't kick these people out. No, you can't kick these people and out. And now for he's gone years. from that to deport everybody. <laughs> so God, come on again. I know most of this audience uh, does has not fallen for this, but how can you? I keep getting this thing on Twitter all the time. Oh, you know what? I'm going to vote for Trump. And here's the reason for it. Again, I don't care if you vote for Trump, but I'm, I'm fascinated by the arguments. I'm mm. going to vote for Trump because, you know what? I'm sure Hillary Clinton's going to be a disaster. I'm not. Uh, at, least, at least there's a possibility that Trump won't. I don't know what he's going to do. Why? The man has a 40-year public record mm-hmm. of blathering about nonsense. You know he doesn't know anything about these issues. Mm-hmm. You know he's been a liberal his entire life. Mm-hmm. You know he abuses power whenever it's possible. You know he lies constantly. He, you know what he's going to be as president. He's going to do all of those things. All of those things. I mean, here's a guy who, I mean, he just came out over the weekend. And now Mexico's not going to pay for the wall. How do we not talk about this? Oh, I don't what? know. That's right. What? No, Mexico. we're going to be reimbursed. We're going to be reimbursed Jeffy. for the wall. We're going to be reimbursed we're for the wall. We're going to pay for the wall. And then there, in Mexico. How if, did we not talk about that? Are you kidding I swear me? To you, I swear to no. you. No. Mexico is going to reimburse us. For, we, I believe the quote was, we, we are going to pay for the wall, and then we expect Mexico will reimburse How us. How did I miss this? I mean, I, 
Do we have it here? Yeah, here it goes. Okay, we do have it. Trump reversed one of his key campaign promises Saturday, saying that it is a speech in Gettysburg that the United States will pay for his proposed wall with Mexico, reimbursing the U.S. at a later date. Right. This guy, man. Trump announced the the change. Uh, when he uh, pl- his outlined his planned legislation, mm. uh, the End Illegal Immigration Act, with full understanding that the country of Mexico will be reimbursing the United States for the full cost of such wall. Okay, said no, it's not okay. No, uh, the wall would cost twenty five billion dollars. Uh, although he says it only costs twelve, but Wait. then he'll say it'll cost twelve later. Uh, okay, with a full understanding that it'll only cost us twelve billion. Okay. And by the way, that started at four. Yep, first one was He four. started at four billion to build the wall. Then he went to five. Then it was six. Then it was eight. Then it was ten. Now it's twelve. And uh, Washington, Washington Post, Post 25. says twenty-five billion. I, that's probably about right. Even if you don't believe the Washington Post, it's going to be somewhere between twelve and twenty-five. It'll probably be eighteen billion. Uh, and here's the thing: it's going to be zero because it's not going to be built. Period. Just period. End of context. And you know what? You know it's true. You, you know, know it's he's true. not building that wall. He's not building he's, the wall. I mean, listen, I mean, the guy, only as someone who is like a rock-ribbed conservative who's going to fight. I mean, you know, I can't even think, like, I mean, you go back and look at these battles. Well, plenty of these people fold when it comes to these yeah. things. Even people who have generally been conservative their whole life. This guy in 2012 is saying it's absurd to deport someone who's been here for 20 years and now all of a sudden he's going to have the fortitude to get this done? The guy can't even get through the campaign saying Mexico's going to finish and pay for the wall. He's already backed out on it and he's not even elected yet. It's, it's just so unbelievable. unbelievable. And to think that, that seemingly heretofore intelligent people reasonably intelligent people buy this hook, line, and sinker and swallow it whole and are like, yep, he's going to build a wall and the Mexico's going to pay for it. Okay, yep, he's going to build the wall. We're going to be re- reimbursed. We're going to pay for it. Now he says we're going to be reimbursed. That's fine, too. At least eventually he'll pay for it. And for them to just buy it, whole, wholeheartedly buy in. And and then when he's saying just four years ago, yeah, we can't you can't deport people. That's mean. It's not nice. It's they're good people. They're wonderful. Leave them alone. We get, it, it can't be done. And that's not how I feel. I disagree with that stance completely. Now uh, we're going to build a deportation force and we're going to force everybody out. And then he's backed off that, too. Yep. We're still going to deal with the illegals like. Like, nobody's ever dealt with the illegals before. He's going to solve that problem and make America great again. <laughs> How do you buy any of it? How? I, I cannot I, answer that question. I can't. I cannot answer that question. I can't get my head around it. And yeah, it's and I, so frustrating. You know, and a lot of people are like, well, you, what, you can't suck it up and vote for this guy? Why would I suck it up and vote for a terrible option? Sucking it up, it, what you keep, you, you infer that I think Trump is better. I think they're both horrible. Yeah. Like, this idea that, like, oh, well, Trump's only 10% better or 20% better or 50% better and you won't pull the trigger because he's not perfect? That has nothing to do with my analysis. <laughs> not, not perfect. <laughs> We've dealt with a not perfect thing. Oh, God, okay. I, I heard a bunch of that this weekend. I, I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. No, he's I can't not take perfect. The, well, look, we We're are just looking for good. We don't have a perfect candidate this time, but we have to unite behind him. No, no we don't. No, we don't. First of all, no, no, no. We don't. Second of all, it's not. It's not like it's not a question of whether he's perfect. It's like, sure, Jeffy isn't in perfect shape, 
But certainly we can all unite and say he's pretty, uh, pretty sexy. Damn hot. Yeah. No, he, like, no, no. That's not part of the analysis. He's not. I mean, that definitely no. is part of the analysis. The guy's 300 pounds. No, he's not hot. No. We don't have to unite around that. No, we don't. I mean, some people can say, hey, I've come to the decision. I think Jeffy's hot. I don't know who those people are. I don't understand them. But we don't have to unite. I don't have to agree with you. God, it's, it's infuriating. You should, though. I, I, you I, really is. should. Stop obsessing about me. <laughs> and I know, it's like, I know that's not uh. what it is, but it's like it comes off that way. It's like I, yeah, I don't care. I don't I care. Leave how us alone. Care. Obviously, we've expressed. Yeah. And, and you're pissed that we've expressed it so much. So you should know by now. We're not gonna. We're not gonna change our minds in the next two weeks. Yeah, well, I, okay? I, I we're think not we should, I think, Trump. I think both uh, first and second of all should be the same thing. No, we don't. No, don't we don't. That. Yeah. First of all, uh, no, we don't. Second of all, no, we don't. And just leave it at that. Be done with it. We don't have to come on the Trump train. We don't have to. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's, I mean I, there's not, it's not even in consideration, and it hasn't been in consideration for me for a long time. Since I mean, day one. I mean, I can't I go back to 2011. <laughs> I remember we have audio of us talking about how he's not a conservative, and we don't want him entering the race. 2011. That was for the 2012 yeah, election. We have audio um, of of Andrew Breitbart saying he's yeah. not a conservative. And I think he agreed with Nancy Pelosi before he disagreed with Nancy Pelosi. That's exa- that was a quote from Andrew Breitbart. Now his website, the one that bears his name is the propaganda machine for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's it, crazy it really is. I mean, I, I you know, there are certain people and hosts <laughs> and and websites that just swing with whichever way the generally speaking, right movement is, right? In 2004, you're all about how great the Iraq war is, and you'll defend it until the, until the end of time. Yeah, now it's the worst thing ever. 2008, you're either fact-checking Barack Obama, and you're hard on him, you're looking into his past. In 2010, you're all about the Tea Party. That's where you are. You're a Tea Party guy. In 2012, you're on the Romney train. Romney, Romney, Romney all day long. After 2012, when the, when the RNC... Uh, analysis comes out, that's where you are. You, you, we can't be so mean to Hispanics. We have to fit our, mm-hmm. uh, our, uh, our uh, narrative to not alienate these people. We need comprehensive immigration reform. You're right there. Then 2014, another conservative wave's coming. You're conservative, conservative, conservative. Then the Trump thing takes the media. You're Trump, 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 Trump. There are a lot. That is a good chunk of the conservative media. Mm-hmm. You're just wherever that wave is. I hope that mm-hmm. people would look at this, and many people don't, but some people do. Mm-hmm. And you look at it and you say, look, I want someone who's consistent. I want someone who's saying these things, whether it hurts their side or not. That's what I want out of a host. That's what I want out of a website. I want someone, I mean, I, you know, there are sites that I, list, I, I, I read. You know, let me give you a liberal example, for example. I read, um, going back, um, Nate Silver, the guy who does the elections analysis now for 538. He's with, uh, under the ABC umbrella now, that website is. Before that, it was the New York Times. Before that, it was just him on his own. Okay? Just some guy writing about elections. That's when I started reading him. Okay? It was mm-hmm. way back. Uh, I want to say before the 2000s, you know, like 2007-ish. Okay? And I would read his stuff, and sometimes I think it was, I always thought it was interesting, and he's a smart guy and writes about statistics, which I like. Uh, and polling and such. And then t- towards 2008, he was saying it was going to be a big win for, for Obama, and it seemed like that was true, and it was, and he called a lot of the states correctly. 
Um, however, he was also the first person, and he, was, and he admittedly said he leans Democrat, but he was the first person, and I mean this also with conservative media, the first person I ever heard talk about the Republicans taking the House back in 2010. The first person who predicted the t- what became the Tea Party wave, way before even, even I was prepared. This is at a time when people are releasing books saying the Republican Party is a regional party that will never ever win another national election. This is, this is at a time when it looked like Barack Obama and the Democrats were going to rule the world for the, all of eternity. And every Democrat was lining up behind that. And Republicans were terrified that this was the truth. And he came out in that moment and said, you know what? I think there's a good chance the Republicans are going to come back and take over the House in 2010. And, of course, we found out it was the biggest wave election in the last century. Those things, to me, win credibility. I don't know if other people think that way. Maybe they don't. But I looked at that and said, you know what, here's a guy who it says he's a left-leaning guy, a Democrat-leaning guy, that is willing to go out against everyone on his side and say, you know what, look out, this could happen. And, of course, he was right. That, to me, is rewarded with loyalty when he makes predictions that don't feel so right later on. When we were going through uh, you know, the, the Romney election and Romney was doing well, he a lot of times was saying that, you know what, I think Obama's going to win this. And you looked at this analysis, and I took it seriously. And I, I believe that it wasn't agenda-driven because he had built a record of credibility. And I think people look at Glenn the same way um, and, and this show the same way. And that, like, look, we have been wrong on things before. And we might be wrong on any of this stuff. But I think you believe that at, at the end of it, we would tell you. I mean, we, well, you know, how many times has this happened? I mean, the Trump mm-hmm. primary is a good uh, uh, a good. Uh, example of that. I said a hundred times on the air that I thought there was no chance he was winning the election. No chance. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I was wrong. And so afterwards, I could come out and say, well, you know what? Uh, I, I, I said he wasn't going to win, but I mean, everyone else also said that, and you should just give me a break. Oh, look, judge me on my body of work. Uh, not my body, but judge me on my body of work. You know, I mean, I don't know. We, we come out here and try to tell the truth. You know, Pat, you know, you would say, how many times have we had Jeff Flake's another example. We came out in the Jeff Flake election and said, we think this guy's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we thought he was going to be really good. And you know what? He got in office and he wasn't so good. And what did we say? He's not so good. Mm-hmm. Now, we, sucks, can go, yeah. we can easily. Look, most people don't listen that closely. We can easily say we knew the whole time. We could easily say, you know what, behind the scenes, there's stuff you didn't know and we couldn't tell you at the time. We could cover ourselves easily, but we don't because... That's not the point of this. What is the point of doing this show if you're doing that sort of work? I don't understand it. No, I know. And yet, it works for a lot of people, apparently. Apparently, the deception just... I guess. People are so used to being deceived, I guess they don't, they don't care about being deceived by their favorite uh, talk show host. Um, in, in the meantime, uh, Reuters polling agency projects that uh, Hillary Clinton has a pretty good chance of beating Trump. Uh, I mean... Better than 50-50, they're thinking um, 95% chance. Huh? Nin- 95% chance is what Reuters is saying. 95% chance of winning in the White House. But um, just the 95? But just 95. It's not 98. It's not 99. Uh, so they're saying he has a chance. He has a 5% chance. Survey released on Saturday Gosh, found ridiculous. she's on track to win more than 300 votes in the Electoral College. Uh, they, they're looking at 326 for Clinton. 212 for Trump. I mean, that's that's not even close. 
That's, that's not even no. close. Well, Eric Erickson today released his prediction, uh, 358 for Clinton. Ooh, really? <laughs> I think it was 358 to whatever, whatever's left, I guess. Uh, that's wow. pretty bad. 358 wow. is the highest I've seen it. Um, and, I mean, you know, look, to, if you're thinking like Reuters, oh, God, they got to be way out of step. Here are the other models. Uh, Daily Coast, left-wingers, right? Yeah. 90, yeah, yeah. But they're 95% too. Okay. Uh, New York Times, 92%. 92. Okay. 538, 86%. So, I mean, they're the ultra-conservative of this bunch. Uh, Huffington Post, 96%. Um, uh, the betting markets, uh, 90%. And Princeton. Princeton's, now, Princeton's been, been the most aggressive the whole time. Princeton's been say. on the side of Hillary for, I mean, at least the most aggressive for yeah. Hillary the whole time. They are saying now 99%. Oh, my God. And, like, I will say 99%? this to defend Princeton here, because I, I am more in line with 538. Like, I think it's, I yeah, think like it's the polls possible plus is what I like. could surprise. Right. Like, I think th- my belief is the polls plus model they have is, is the best one. And that is a model that has polling, but also lays in sort of the general demographics of what, quote unquote, should happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so they, the, their polls plus model has it at 84%. Okay. I would say maybe 80 Okay, by looking at these polls, just because yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hesitant to think anything is a sure thing anymore uh, in these in these politics. But to defend 99 percent for 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 a moment, I think there's a good case to be made that the only way Donald Trump can win is if there's a one in a hundred event that turns this thing. Like if this mm-hmm. goes on, even if Donald Trump makes a run at this, right, a good run, an impressive run, and actually starts turning this around. There's a machinery involved in which it takes time to turn that involved around without a massive event. So, like, for example, um, Donald Trump, let's see, um, from, let's see, uh, August 15th to September 26th, uh, was a little over a month, right, a month and a half, Mm -hmm. okay, was able to bring it from about a 75% chance of winning down to a uh, roughly a 50-50 chance. Not quite, but let's just say for a potential bargain. So he moved it from 75 to 55 in 45 days. Okay? That was a huge move in this election. Like a big move. Okay? Impressive. However, it's now 84%. So he has to do much more than he did in 45 days. And now he's got two weeks. Yeah. I mean, so a normal movement to me is essentially out of the picture. We're now looking at Huge event. Okay, let's just say, let's just say something in the um, on the neighborhood of Donald Trump's uh, uh, Donald Trump's tape comes out, but it's Hillary involved. You know, she has some mm. horrible moment caught on tape uh, that really changes the election. I don't know. She's like, look, I'm going to get into office. I'm going to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Supreme Court justices that are going to do whatever I want, and we're going to get lots of money out of this. You know, something like that, like, which seems so completely impossible with someone as calculated as Hillary Clinton. Like Donald Trump was a celebrity and not thinking about the presidency when he did this. You wouldn't think Hillary Clinton would have that moment. But let's just say in, a, in an email, an email comes out that says that it is from Hillary. It is like the most damning thing you can imagine. That type of thing could happen. But is that a one percent chance? I don't think so. I mean, if that if they have that. Why wait until six million people have voted until you release it? So, like, is it possible? 
I mean, sure, it's possible, but it's probably less than a 1% chance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that the normal movement of things can, po- can explain uh, something like that that fast. There's no more debates scheduled, so he's lost those opportunities. We're now talking about an un... And he lost all three debates. And he lost all three debates, at least by the polls. And the movement after each one of those debates was all negative. Mm-hmm. The, the best one he's seemingly done is this one, which is flat so far. But again, he was already a massive underdog at that point. So he didn't even improve his circumstance, at least it looks like so far, from that horrible, uh, horrible place he was in. Yeah. I mean, again, the first debate happened... Uh, in on September 26th, and it was a 54% chance for Clinton to win. Now it's 84. It's gone the wrong way for it's him. It's gone the wrong way, and that's in There's a no month. Question. Yeah. Yep. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It doesn't look good for him, is what we're kind of saying. Uh, but it's back. This is good news. Yes. This is really good news. Well, it's another recession. We've, it's not, time for another it, No, recession. that wouldn't be good news. It would not. No, no it would true. not. Not, uh, not yet, anyway. There's no recession yet. But something to help you get through one uh, is what this definitely is. Yeah, it is, uh, it's what you see on the screen right here. It's an emergency food supply. It's that. My Patriot Supply for yes. only $99. Four weeks, emergency food, $99. That'll help you. Uh, there'll be, you know, if you have a, a job loss or something like that, but it does a lot more than that. It also, but, we're talking about uh, uh, an inc- incredible uh, um, deal uh, for, uh, you know, for you if you have a job loss or if there's a natural disaster. They're up in that deal, though, now because they want to give you a chance to get this one, $997 for an entire year's worth of food. For a whole year's worth of food for you. Uh, for $997. And I just took advantage of this deal uh, a few weeks ago and stocked up. And it's it, it's such a load off your shoulders. It's a it's a real weight off your shoulders to think that, OK, if anything catastrophic happens, we can eat. Yeah, we can right. eat it's for pretty a important. year. It's, it's awesome. Pretty, I don't know about you, but it's an important part of my life. Eating. Um. Yes, we've noticed. We, we have noticed. noticed. I'm just letting you know. Well, I've noticed. Maybe you know a little too important. There's a sign behind you that says "eating expert." Yeah. So that's so why that we, helped that's us clear realize. So get um, the uh, year's worth of food, or for Jeffy, a week and a half worth of food, for uh, only nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Give him a call, 888-411-4782, or prepare with theblaze.com. What do you want to say, Pat? No, I, I, I don't know. I forgot now. Did you have something to add? Because you actually bought this. I did buy this. Did, did, did it fill up your entire house so that you can't maneuver <laughs> no, it not. furniture? <laughs> That's the like amazing the thing. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't come it. in those gigantic... It, it comes in a, a plastic container with a bunch of you know, food laid out neatly and, and organized and it's packed yeah. really efficiently. And so it took up like one corner of, of one room. It just, it's just it's an awesome way to get prepared. So call them at 888-411-4782. 888-411-4782 or preparewiththeblaze.com. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. 
If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Triple eight seven two seven, bet. Eagles uh, proving they're more than just Carson Wentz, ah. according to the headline. Yeah, the defense was uh, actually defense was good yesterday. Great. Uh, they had a uh, bunch of turnovers, uh, dominated the game start to finish. Really, one twenty-one. What's the 10. score? Tw- okay, twenty-one ten. Yeah. But they were up twenty-one three. With like is that why it says it left. was twenty-one ten here in the? Uh, I don't think that's story. I don't think that's, that's related. That's not related, it, no. is it? No. Okay. And you're happy about this because the Packers. I'm very happy about this because the, the Packers division. need a little help here because mm-hmm. they, they're uh, they were two games behind. Now they're just one game behind, and uh, so that's kind of awesome. Uh, the Vikings were unbeaten until now, mm-hmm. and so rumor is, or the legend has it, that every year when it's apparent that there's not going to be somebody who goes unbeaten during the course of that season, the '72 Dolphins pop the Hop on a <laughs> bottle of champagne and get drunk together. Yeah. So they apparently the, uh, did that last night. Did they? Supposedly. Um, the Eagles uh, tweeted out to, uh, to they said, uh, uh, you're welcome, 1972 Dolphins. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Because those guys, they make no bones about the fact that they, that does mean something to yeah. them. They don't ever want it to happen again. No, I mean, why would you? <laughs> I guess I was, you wouldn't, but most, most sport stars are like, yeah, it's great that the you know, records are made to be broken and it was bound to happen and but not these not guys. Not these guys. They want it. They want until it until they die. They want like it all it. to themselves. And I like that attitude. Screw yeah. it. I do too. Yeah. Um I will say uh I was reading something recently that it, it was trying to match up the best football teams in history. And you know, not like, oh well, you know, the teams today would be better than the teams of 1940 because they would be they lift weights, I mean, like not that type of thing, <laughs> like a, a real statistical analysis mm-hmm. of what the best teams are of all time. And uh, the number one team of all time was the 2007 New England Patriots, the team that made it to 18, 17 and 0, and then made it to the Super Bowl and lost on that last second drive. I believe I, that. I, I believe that. I think so too. And I maintain. Yeah. I, I think it's that. the best play in, in the history of sports, that catch by Tyree. Yeah. I, it's, it's in that spot. It's impossible to look at it in slow motion today. Well, because... It's still, I cannot believe he made the catch. On both ends of that play. Yeah. I mean, Eli Manning, what he did to escape the rush. Yeah. He was almost sacked like three times and he got <laughs> out of it. And he just threw it up for grabs. And then he just threw that thing and it hit him right there in the helmet and he trapped it against his helmet coming down. That I, was awesome. I still maintain that's awesome probably. Play. And again, it's a, it's a I result. hated it because I wanted I wanted the, the Patriots to beat the, the Giants. Yeah, I mean, I hate the Giants. I hate the Giants. So nothing good for the Giants is good. Right. Uh, but it is, I still think, probably the best play in the history might of be. sports. Yeah, it might be. Uh, is that, I mean, I, I, is that a better play, though, than Johnny Linehan for BYU okay. trying to... Mm-hmm. Fake his punt nine yards deep in his in own end zone on fourth and 19. Isn't that a better play? Even though he only made it barely <laughs> past the goal line. And, of course, 
It actually would have been better if he didn't make it out of the end zone. Because there have only been two points, and they probably would have won the game. Uh, actually, here's this is the weird thing. The defense stopped them from scoring a point. Oh, they yeah. didn't kick a field yeah. goal? They, no, they, they, missed the field goal. Field goal. they missed the field goal. They missed the field goal. They missed the field goal. That so, didn't hurt them. It did work out. I mean, it was, it was one of the weirdest, dumbest plays probably in the history of sports. I can't think of a. I can't think of a dumber play call. I. Uh, and it's there was so that, uh, weird. A weird fake um, a while ago, uh, a couple of years ago, that was like highly uh, talked about. Uh, it was Indianapolis, I think, that did it, and it didn't work. It was the same type of thing, but it wasn't that situation. No. Because again, it's fourth and nineteen fourth from your and own 19. two. And like, it, fourth and say, nineteen at the at the fifty is a bad yes, play, but at least thank you. You know, okay, it's not that. Big. I mean, your own two. Your own two, never, and you're nine like yards deep trying to get out. Yeah, there, there's a um, there's a high school team <sighs> that um, has come to this come into the system in which they go for it on every fourth down, every single one of them, and they never oh, punt, really? and they kick onside every single time. Good for them. Um, it's an interesting philosophy, it's and they've won philosophy. state championships with it. Really, um, and and statistically, huh? It actually so year after year, often. they do that. Yeah, and it works all the time. Onside they, kick, uh, it, so you get onside kick with chance to get it back every single time, um, and they go for it on every fourth down. And the guy, the guy, no matter where they are on the field, no matter where they are on the field, and the reason why um, they don't have a punter, they don't, they don't have a punter or kicker anymore. They go for two uh, on after touchdowns too, um, every <laughs> every single time. And the coach who developed the system, because you look at it statistically, um, there are really solid arguments, particularly when you're anywhere, you know, out like from your own 40 on. Yeah. Uh, And and if it's 10 yards or less, like statistically, there's a it winds up working out that you probably should go for it all the time. Um, But of course, you look like an idiot when you fail. So there's a negative Mm -hmm. consequence. And people are so in the tradition of, of not going for it on fourth down and punting. Um, that people won't do it, but this co- this high school coach. But now he's got he's he's digging that out every time, so you don't look like a fool. Right when you start winning state championships yeah. playing that way, um, you don't look like a fool. And they uh, have where like, is this? Do you know? I don't know, but there's mm. a it's it's a book. There's a really great book on this type of stuff. It's called Scorecasting, and it's um uh it's all like, like you kind of think about it like Freakonomics, but for sports. Like all weird arguments and and why certain stats matter more than others. It's a great. I freaking love that book. But this is they they were the first ones I saw cover it, and um, so the coach uh, said he went for it. He was like, I'm going to start doing this, and he started doing it. And one time he got the ball and he was on his own like four yard line, and it was fourth and thirty five. And you're like, all right, this is ridiculous. We're punting it, and they punted it, and the guy returned it for a touchdown. So he's like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> so they've never punted since. It's really interesting. In any situation. It's, it's an interesting theory. But, you know, when it's fourth and ten and you're at your own ten, no, yeah. it seems ludicrous. It does seem ludicrous y- at that point. You know. And, I, 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 like, you could make arguments about it. It's, per- it's a little different in high school, too. Like, you know. I, 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 yeah, because the, the field goal kickers aren't nearly as good. Right. And that's a big part of it. Also, so if you punters, believe in your defense to keep them out of the end zone, it might be a good way to go. Your punters also aren't as good. Like, right. you know, what, they, what he wound up finding, if I remember correctly, was uh, a punt was worth about 20 yards of field position. Because you'd punt, the kick would only go 35, and they'd return it 15. Mm-hmm. So then, so for 20 yards of field position, why am I bothering? It's 
worth just going for it um, because, you know, give it a shot. Um, it's true. Might, if it works out, you might succeed. Yeah. In the NFL, that's not true. It's not worth 20 yards. It's more worth like 40 yards of field position, and that, and mm-hmm. that changes the odds. Um, but you know, remember, if you remember, um, Bill Belichick went for this. It was a, it was New England against um, Indianapolis when when Brady and Manning were still on the field, and they it were on their own 35 yard line. It was like fourth and two. They went for it. Manning got the ball back, came back, and won. And because it was Bill Belichick, he didn't get beat up that badly about it. But it was statistically the right play. Especially mm-hmm. with Peyton Manning running, getting the ball down the field every you know every single drive, they were putting points right. on, on the board. Right. Um, so it's a weird thing, but it's kind of an interesting mm. thing. And then, like you get to that point of that was maybe part of the justification, but I guess the real answer is they probably saw on tape that this team that's doesn't he, even try to block the kick; they just run backwards. That's what he said. He well, he said we saw something on tape. We thought it would work. You what? Okay. Did you see something from nine yards deep in your own end zone that you thought was going to work when you had 28 yards to run to get to a first down? Makes no sense. That doesn't make any... Of course, you know, they got out of it without giving up any points, and they had chance after chance to beat this unbeaten 14th-ranked team and instead wound up losing again. 28-27, Boise State. Boise State. Lost by one. So now they've lost four games. <laughs> eight points. By eight points. A total <laughs> combined eight points. I mean, if the election wasn't crappy enough already, they, the world is torturing you with this BYU season. Yes! I mean, what are they? They're four and four? Yeah. And, and they, they could four. easily be eight and no. Or one and seven. But they could be eight and no right now. Eight and no. Oh, they've had, there are literally four plays. That have cost them these points. And I was and, reading about the end of this game. Maybe you can walk us through it briefly because it wasn't just simple, because they still had a chance to win it. Yeah, they had they, a oh field yeah. goal lined they had up many to win chances. the game. But at the end, 15 seconds left. Okay, they, they've got about a, I don't know, 40 yard field goal, 38 yard field goal, I think, to make. And so instead of trying to, so again, 15 seconds left, it's only second down. And here's another inexplicable decision. Rather than trying to throw an out route to the sidelines to get a little bit Maybe closer. A little bit closer. Or even a, a first down, right? Right. Because in college, you get the first down that stops right. the clock. On second down, he decides to kick the field goal. So they do. They kick the field goal. It's blocked. However, it doesn't go past the line of scrimmage, and we recover. So now it's third down. We have the ball. And they have another chance. And they got another left. chance. How much time and there's left? eight seconds left. And so throw an incomplete pass and then another incomplete pass and the game's over. Rather than, are the odds better if it's, let's say it's fourth down and it was, fourth down and you are at the 40-yard line, should you kick a 55-yard field goal or should you try for a Hail Hail Mary? Mary. I don't know. I I think I'm I'm giving a chance to the kicker. I mean, that would be 57, 58 yards. Yeah, it was a long, it would have been a long kick. And he's not great. so So Did they have a timeout still? When no, they, they were the out goal? of timeouts by now. So how did they stop the clock after the blocked field goal? Uh, I think they had a timeout then, okay. right? I think that was their last timeout. So then there's absolutely no excuse for not going for right. a play no when excuse. they had the ball from the third. Right. None. Third. None. Oh, my God. I mean, and, uh, inexplicable. And that's, that's been our season. That's been the, the BYU season. And we should point out, just speaking of inexplicable, <sighs> last night, the game, if you happen to watch it, uh, a 3-3 three, three game goes to overtime. This is one of the first games that hasn't had a touchdown in, in a really long time. I can't remember what the date was. They go to overtime. 1846. They kick a field goal, make it 6-6, six, six, mm-hmm. or 6-3. The other team answers. Uh, um, I don't remember which order it was. It was uh, Arizona and Seattle. Ties it at 6. 
Um, and then they ha- they both have chip shot field goals to win the game in overtime, and they both miss them. So weird. Bizarre crap heap and, of a game. And I this is why the NFL ratings are so bad. <laughs> I don't know why the NFL can't fix the overtime situation. It's I don't stupid. either. I don't understand. If you've got if you're going to overtime, finish the effing game. Will you please don't leave it at a tie just because nobody scored yet. Go to another overtime. And the other thing they need to fix is that if you get the ball first and you kick a field goal, they get a chance to, your opponent gets a chance to go down and, and Answer. score too. Mm-hmm. If you score a touchdown game, so why? How is that fair? It, you, they should still get a chance to yeah, answer. Both, both teams should be able to have I, an opportunity. I absolutely I, I, hate that rule. It's I, I, inexplicable. My, my solution for this and I, is because I don't, I, know, I don't like the idea that you could score and then the other team uh, can tie it again. Like, I mean, it's like, all right, no. If you go down and your team decides to kick a field goal, team A, mm-hmm. right, goes down, kick a field goal in overtime, and they're up three. The other team has to come down and has one drive, not to tie it, to win it. They have one drive. They can't so they can go down and they can go for a touchdown. And that's fine, too. That's but fine. they should both have a chance. And if the first I team, I, bl- I agree, and if the first team yeah. touches, scores a touchdown and they get seven then points. Then they have to decide have to touch- whether to go for two or not. Right. Well, they have to. And, and if the other team has a chance to come down and score, if they come down, they have to go for two. Yeah, they, they can't go to. for an extra point to tie it. Okay. Have they to have to go, go for the two. Win. I like that. Um, and the only way you can end it with one drive is a touchdown plus two-point conversion. That's it. It's the only way you can go. I mean, if you want to even add on that, they can come down and have a chance to tie and do the exact same thing. Fine. Yeah. You know, I'll even, yeah. I'm even fine with that. But they, you should have to I, up it. Yes. The retie in overtime is stupid. It, it, it's yes. asinine. Yeah. And uh, I, if you don't like the fact that it goes too long and you do another quarter, then give them both the ball at the 50. It, 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 in college, they do the yeah, 25. Right. In NFL, put it at the 50. And, and let them go half the length of the field. Let them drive. Give the ball back to the others and let them do the same thing. And just keep doing that. And just keep doing win. that until you have a winner. Yeah. Why? How tough is it? It's just not that tough. I I don't know. It just it drives me nuts. I prefer the. I, There's no, too much weight on the coin toss at the beginning of overtime. Right, and that's what they tried to get rid of with the chance for you to be able to tie. Yeah, that just but for the just, field yeah. goal. I mean, if I score and, a touchdown, you still and you went first. It's I the mean, same situation. I, we can talk about this all day because this is, I, and I know we're probably getting too in the weeds for this, but it's like <laughs> yes. the idea. <laughs> ah, forget it. I'll just, I'll just stop. All right, I'll more patents too coming up. Only Mike. All right, your high school team is from Arkansas. Arkansas, oh, by the way, and yes. they've won multiple state championships. Yeah, multiple, and their big game that they just won. They stopped Highland uh, High School here in Dallas from their like eighty-five game win streak. Really? There's oh, that's right. They were the team that actually won. What? Eighty-four game win streak. Triple eight seven two seven back. Uh, you know that solar road that we talked about? Yeah, that was, was really exciting. Cost, I think it was going to cost three point six trillion dollars or something to build. It was going to be really cool because uh, it's made of solar panels and you could do all kinds of cool things and you could put digital displays on it and it. I forget all the neat things it did. Yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, exciting. But it was uh, it was kind of an exciting concept, and apparently. Um, it it breaks. Eighty three percent of the panels break in a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that keeps seventeen percent of the panels are fine. Right. I mean, wait a minute though. I mean, <laughs> it, roughly twenty five of the thirty panels installed 
in a, in a prototype solar road in Idaho broke within a week. Now, uh, 30 is not enough to, to, you know, to figure that out. I think, like, I think you're going to say that we need to change them, obviously. It's enough to say we need to a redesign, mm-hmm. um, but it's not a, enough to say that the entire concept is a failure, right? No, probably not. No, probably not. But, I mean, do you want to do 300 and, and then have 280 of them break in the first right. week? What I'm saying, though, is I think this is enough to say, okay, what do we change? Yeah, how do we make to, this to better? To make them better. But, I mean, it's yeah. not enough to say, like, there's no way this could ever work. No, that, I think that's fair. I mean, it probably can't work, but I'm just saying this isn't enough evidence to say that. But they're calling it a total and epic failure. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, if it had worked, the panels would have been uh, powered. They would have powered a single water fountain and the lights in a restroom after more than five hundred thousand dollars in installation costs provided by a grant from the state government. Wait a minute, though. This is this is to- this is a sham uh, attack on solar roads. I'm, I'm going out. On, I'm going out and saying right now this Are is you? a sham attack. All right. Of the panels installed to make the solar footpath, eighteen of thirty were dead on arrival. What does that Due mean? Due to a manufacturing failure. Oh, well, no wonder. So it's not because they yeah, broke, it's because they were all broken when they showed up. I mean, that's a totally different thing. We know solar panels can work. They obviously work around the country. Uh, so that's a real stretch. I mean, uh, you know. However, a short rain shower caused another four panels to fail. You right. can't have that. No, you can't have that. But, I mean, rain is not going to be the determining factor. factor. They obviously can protect them from rain. Right. Like we protect things from rain all the time. So obviously they can, in theory, be protected from rain. Yeah. Um, There has to be a way to do that. And that's that's now we've knocked 22 of the 25 that have failed out. I mean, I don't don't know if there's much evidence here. It it might be evidence that this people trying to do this don't know what they're doing. Possibly um, enough to get it done. Yeah. I don't think that it necessarily means the entire concept. I will say, though, looking at that. Uh, does not look like you could drive on that surface. No, um, it really and, doesn't. And it also, like the way that it's ra- like the the bolts are raised from the um, from the. It top would make it would rough, be to, drive rough to drive on too. Now this is a footpath, so. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that's hey, you got to give it more time than that. Hey, give, give it another three point nine mil. Let's see what they can do with it. <laughs> Let's just keep pouring. Let's just keep pouring money. Good money it. after bad. Why not? What the heck? At least this one's fun. Yeah, it is fun. You know, and it, we were fascinated by it. I remember in the <laughs> yeah, it was cool. We I mean, first we also it. said it probably wasn't going to work, but it, yes. I was fascinated at their yes. attempt. Uh, also, Tesla's CEO Elon Musk uh, recently announced the driverless hardware being built into its car just gave the Model Three a big advantage over the Chevy Bolt. So, is there a Chevy Volt and Bolt now? I'm not. Familiar with the Bolt. Yeah, the Bolt is the first consumer-friendly electric car with a competitive range that is slated to arrive in dealerships by the end of the year. 238 miles. That's its um, range. $37,500 for the car. um, And 91 miles per hour for top speed. The (laughs) issue with uh, the Volt, and probably the Bolt, is not necessarily uh, the top speed. Uh, I mean, the Volt, the problem with with it was that it was, um, uh, you know, the acceleration was really bad. I mean, it 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 felt like an economy car. Um, yeah, now, Tesla's electric cars can usually cars do not, though. Right, Teslas definitely don't, but they're high-end cars. Uh, this is their new. The Model C is supposed to be the one that actually can compete with normal cars, and it's it's priced around. Isn't it priced around this? I think too? it's around thirty-four thousand like, dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now so. the, the the Model S that's out there now is you know you're talking. Yeah, you know, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand. Those are great. Yeah. Every time I see one, I think why. 
am I driving what I'm driving? Right. A friend of mine. Instead of that. Yeah. A friend of mine has one and he bought, he bought it when they first kind of came out and I'm like, how do you like it? Do you love it? And he's like, oh, he's like, this is an amazing. Oh car. yeah. Amazing. So car. awesome. I mean, I, you know, and they're beautiful. Yeah. And I, you know, 238 miles again, knocks out. We talk about this with uh, my Patriot supply when we talk about the commercials, mm-hmm. like, you know, four week food supply probably knocks out 90% of the stuff that could happen. You know, there's still some mm-hmm. stuff that a month wouldn't cover, you know, right. um, like we talk about job loss or recession or something. It would be nice to have the full year, which is what they're talking about now. Uh, but it's going to knock out most of the, most of the issues you could have. Yeah. Um, and that's the, th- the issue with 230 or in the Tesla's case, about 300 miles of range. It's going to knock out 90% of the, of the driving, probably 95% of the driving that you'll ever do. Um, because you'll, you'll go to work, you're probably putting on 50 miles a day or something to work and back. Um, you know, you're around town. You could probably cover a couple days of normal driving. The only thing is, like, if you have to drive across the country, it's going to be a real pain in the ass right now with that car. You're just going to have to mm-hmm. rent a car for those trips. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we yeah. occasionally will go down to... Or if you um, have two cars, you use the other one. You use the other one. And of course, if you have a Tesla, you probably have two cars because, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're... Or three. Or three. Or four. Or four. Are we going to have an entire five. list of options? You might have even more. Right, exactly. Um, the point is, uh, it, uh, the, the structure to recharge the Tesla is not yet at the level where you could go and have a comfortable long-term yeah. trip. Uh, like, there is a, um, you know, we'll go to Austin occasionally. We've got for a couple of weekends. And I always think about it on that trip. There's a couple places on that trip, aren't yeah. there? And there's, it's about a, what, four-hour drive? Yeah. Roughly? Ish. A four-hour drive from here to Austin. Um, about an hour and 45 minutes into it, there is a bakery, um, uh, rest slash restaurant, um, that is good, has good food. And there they have these supercharger for, for Teslas. So, like, you know, they'll charge faster than plugging into the wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's supposed to fill up the entire car full charge in, I think, a half an hour, 45 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to stop for lunch, it's totally fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, of course, I, I stop at pretty much every restaurant I see on long trips like that. Uh, so it actually would be fine if you don't mind going in, sitting down and having your food instead of taking it for the road. Uh, but outside of that, it's still it's a stress and there's a lot of planning that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, that's kind of the issue there. Now, let's take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the uh, uh, phone number. We'll come back in just a minute. I don't know. I just I, like I feel like I keep talking myself into it. And last time I was thinking about this, you're the one that talked me out of it. Because you're like, wait a minute, you're gonna get so pissed when that time comes and you have no charge or it doesn't charge overnight. You can't. Good for um, you know one week from today, it's Halloween. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's twenty fourth, so the thirty first. Yes, that's exactly one week. Um, Good job. And, and this is handy. So just in time for Halloween mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at, mm-hmm. Stu. Yep. The University of Massachusetts uh, is posting the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Is that a different campus than normal? Uh, is posting cultural appropriation posters in Gosh. each of the residence halls on campus, featuring a detailed, so this will really help you because it's detailed, racism evaluation and assessment meter, or the REAM. The initiative is being spearheaded by the Center for Women and Community, the Center for Multicultural Advancement and Student Success, and the campus's diversity office, the Stonewall Center. The board also includes, can you believe what whiny bullcrap 
they have at the at UMass. Really, you've got a, a multicultural advancement in student success and a diversity office, too. Mm-hmm. The board also includes a poster to help measure the threat level of a potential costume using what it calls the Simple Costume Racism Evaluation and Assessment Meter, or SCREAM, which poses several costume-related questions, the answers to which take one to various points on a threat meter that ranges from green uh, to red, which would be severe. And you don't want your threat assessment to be severe when you're talking about cultural appropriation. How do you even talk about something like that? Uh, It's so so unbelievable. It's so stupid. So, so stupid. I'm back. And this time, he's pissed off. Get some snacks. Why are you so mad this time? I'm not actually that upset. You, you say not? that a lot. Every time oh. you say we're back, you say this time we're pissed off. And then, um, and, I, and that's not even the actual quote from the movie trailer. No, it's this time it's personal. Yeah. I don't know why it became pissed. For a shark, I, especially. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's strange... personal. It, it's really strange. It's more strange for him to make it personal than to be, than pissed, to be pissed. Right. Because, I mean, you just see anger from a shark. That seems possible. Yes. But, but personal? Personal, like he's like looking these people up and following them to right. islands. Right. That doesn't seem to make somewhere? a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah they, they did. They moved from, uh, I think, the East Coast to Bermuda. And uh, he followed them there. you got to think, if you're being stalked by a shark, you want to mm-hmm. move to an island. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, it seems counterintuitive, but it's not, apparently. Um, you know, you could move to Idaho, for instance. Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Nebraska. Kansas. Montana isn't short, isn't, you know, Any on, mountain, this, on the... for example. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's plenty of inland waterways that, uh, you know, the shark could just get there through that way. I don't think no. so, really. Oh, man. And it's by really the way, you, even if you're in, you go to Bermuda and you move to Bermuda, just you be don't work on the water. Right. Like, I've right. Been to, I went on vacation in Bermuda one time. <laughs> Uh, most of the time, we were not anywhere near a shark that could possibly attack because we weren't near the water. Right. You could right. go to an elevated area. You could work at a grocery store instead of on the sea. It's very true. Unless it's a teeny tiny little island where there's only beach. Right. But that's, uh, you're pretty safe. No Even if you li- stayed on the beach on a tiny island, right. you're okay. These are not creatures that can chase you on the land. <laughs> so oh, just stay on the land. You not know anything about sharks. You don't even know about land sharks, do you? You don't even know about oh, I mean, them. I've heard of them. You know nothing <laughs> about Is it in a sharks? beer? I think there's a beer. A land it's shark land beer. shark? Is there? I don't know if that's going to really be a, uh, an issue. No, I don't think so. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Have you seen the polls in Indiana for the the Senate race? Yeah, it's tightening, uh, tightening uh, up a little bit. Yeah, oddly. Evan Bayh, who's you know big senator from or used to be from Indiana, pretty popular I think, but a Democrat. He was up on the Republican candidate Todd Young 
by over 20 points. And now it's apparently, well, it's down to six. So that's still, still a lead. Still a big lead. But, um, yeah. Uh, but he's, he's narrowed it 14 points, and now Republicans are thinking maybe there's a chance. So you're telling me there's, there's a, chance. a chance. It's funny because uh, Indiana is a place where Hillary Clinton's campaign has actually just started putting money. Because they all of a sudden think that maybe they can pop, they can pull off Indiana. I don't think they're going to, but because Trump is underperforming so badly, uh, they think he might have a chance there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bay is one of the weird um, situations. I talked about this uh, when we've done polls, and that like Republican Senate candidates have almost exclusively outperformed Trump, mm-hmm. with the exception of a couple of states where. Uh, there's a particularly strong candidate. Indiana is one of the examples, the example one I always give, um, by being a guy who people know, um, and, you know, they, he was really a heavy favorite. Um, 538 still says he's a 68% chance of winning. Um, but, the, you know, the, the, their projected uh, popular vote is only a three-point margin. So they think it's going to be pretty close. I, there's still not been a poll, however, that Young's won. So at some point you need to win a poll you would think, before yeah. you think. At least there's yeah. that. And even with Trump, there's the, at least you've got shady polls that are saying he's, he's close or winning. Speaking of polls, I just saw a poll flashed up on, on uh, Fox News where they were talking about uh, Trump being up 42 to 39. Do we get to in see which Texas. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh, Texas voters. Uh, that was the poll. 42-39 in Texas? Oh, my gosh, that's bad. That is, he should be up by 10 or 12 points yeah. in Texas. I can't give it the, He's uh, up by three? Uh, that, that's crazy time. Yeah, that is actually. That is crazy uh, time. Completely crazy. I mean, uh, what is the, um, uh, let's see. Because, um, I mean, that should be a runaway. Yes. Yes. Should be 12, maybe 15 points. I haven't seen a, I'd like to see a poll from Utah, too, to see if uh, Evan McMullen is still leading there. Um, That would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, they're starting to poll it a lot because... uh, Because it's fascinating. Right, it's fascinating. I mean, it is one of the most incredible things. You probably, no one could have expected this. There was one poll that came out that had Trump up um, by a decent margin. I don't remember how much. In in Utah. In Utah. Um, But there were others that had McMullen up. Um, this is the last several elections in Texas. Uh, 2012, uh, it was 57-41. So okay, it's a 16-point lead for, for Mitt Romney, 16. who you wouldn't, he, doesn't expect, he doesn't strike you as a Texas conservative, no. per, per se. 2008, again, McCain, terrible conservative, particularly for worst. Texas. Yeah. Uh, still 56-44, so 12 points. Then, of course, you go back to Bush, who was actually from Texas in 2004, and you expect him to win by a lot, which he did. Sixty-one thirty-eight, so wow. twenty-three. Yeah. Um, in two thousand, he won fifty-nine to thirty-eight, so a twenty-one point margin. Okay. You have to go back to nineteen ninety-six to see anything even close to what we're seeing now, which is uh, Bill Clinton. Um, uh, but remember, the, the asterisk here is Ross Perot was from Texas. Yes. So it's Ross yes. Perot's home state. And and he really split that vote. And it was so the final was forty-eight forty-three. So he, Bush still won by five, but it was two people. No, you from mean the, don't. Dole. I just saw. I sorry, Dole. So, yes. Dole won by five? five. Yes. So Even Dole with Perot, yeah, Perot in the won. race, I can't really wow. tell here because it's a third party thing. But uh, I wonder yeah. what Perot got. Last time, the uh, Democrats won Texas, nineteen seventy six. By the way, seventy six. That's. Uh, I mean, I I still don't expect them to win the state. But no. isn't Hillary? I think she's doing ads here. 
Yep. Because she's, she's been encouraged by the polling, which she probably should be. I would be. If and I were so her. she's running ads to see if, well, maybe I can get Texas. It's, it's, it's she an interesting. Texas, it's over. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. It's an interesting tactic, and it's, by the way, a risky tactic. Um, in some ways, it's interesting because what you do if you're Hillary Clinton, you pour in $2 million into Texas. That's not going to make a huge impact. But what it does is, in theory, makes Republicans defend Texas, taking resources away from where they would go. I don't know if that's how the Trump campaign is actually working, however. And if you start overreaching for states like Texas... You know that's not how the Trump campaign is working. Right. I mean, maybe the R on the RNC <laughs> side, they're doing stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, you Trump wonder... Trump doesn't know if that you try strategy to, at all. If you take stuff out of North Carolina and Florida... Mm-hmm and you push it over to places like Texas. The good thing for Hillary is she's raising so much more money than him. I mean, you know, and she, you know, I mean his fundraising numbers are terrible. So he I, you know, well that's he's what do you mean? He's self-funding his campaign, Stu. He's self-funding. Hmm. He, he should he, do that. He's not he's not t- getting any money from anybody. I honestly ask people this if you're a Trump supporter. If you believe this man has 10 billion dollars, what the hell is he doing? Why isn't he putting in $500 million into this campaign? Mm-hmm. And you might say, whoa, wait a minute, $500 million? That's ridiculous. If he actually wants this gig, why isn't he doing that? You know, I mean, he has a chance. It's a great question. If the media I is think. all against him, why doesn't he go and bring the message to the people with mm-hmm. a real media campaign to get it to them? Instead, he's like, I got to do a couple. Of, I'll do a couple of fundraisers and a couple of events. He's not even. He's, he's not. Trying. He's not even trying. Um, so, uh, so uh, what was India? We were talking about a couple states there. Indiana for the presidency. Uh, still eighty-five fourteen as far as percent, or eighty-five fifteen for for Trump to win. Texas is eighty to twenty, which wow. is pretty amazing. I mean, twenty yeah. percent chance for Hillary Clinton to win Texas. What are they doing with uh, Utah? What are they saying? Utah. They still say Trump seventy seven percent chance of winning. Huh. Uh, Hillary Clinton nine. So yeah, but he's 14%. Evans not in it, right? He's no, not, Evans in in this one. He is a fourteen percent chance for Evan McMullen. Oh wow! Um, so is, here's the interesting thing: so you have uh, a five point lead for McMullen, or four point lead for McMullen in uh, from the Emerson poll. Um, and an Emerson poll is interesting in that it's it's actually been favorable to Trump in most of these states hmm. here now. A YouGov poll, however, came out and had it at 37 to 20 for Trump. The, the recent polls before wow. that was, so here's a, so it's a 17-point lead for Trump in, in this poll. However, before that was McMullen plus four, Trump plus one, Trump plus one, Trump plus six, tie, tie. So, I mean, it seems like an outlier. Yeah. Um, and still McMullen's at 20%, which is a pretty significant number. 37 is the thing that's out of step. Um, from all the other polling, no one's been at 37 in any of these polls. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see. Can McMullen pull it off? I think the answer to that is yes, because now people are focusing on him uh, in that state. I don't know if it's going to be enough for him to win multiple states, but I think he's got a really good chance of winning that state. I, yeah. I really do. Maybe he could pull off Utah and Idaho. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And if you think, uh, you know, U- Utah is this like uh, constant bastion for conservatism. I mean, the answer to that is obviously no. It's actually more liberal on abortion than a big chunk of Europe, which is what we found out earlier today, and we uh, talked about it earlier today. People don't know this stuff. We talked about it a little bit on radio, but here you see it in its full glory. The uh, abortion laws in the United States, are they really restrictive and oppressive on women? Watch. In case you haven't noticed, women in America are oppressed. Women's shaving cream costs more than men's just because it's prettier and smells nicer. 
and women have the ridiculous pressure of trying to pull off black lipstick. No human being, not even Kylie Jenner or Katy Perry, looks good with black lipstick. And if you don't pretend to like black lipstick, that automatically makes you racist. It's an impossible standard that is setting up all women to fail. I feel your pain, ladies. Yes, I do. Not to mention all these insane restrictions on abortions in America. Mm. Sure, abortions are completely legal at any point in a woman's pregnancy in Oregon, New Jersey, New Mexico, Colorado, Vermont, New Hampshire, Alaska, and the District of Columbia. But the other 43 states restrict abortion after a certain point in pregnancy, which some people find ridiculously oppressive to women. Let's take a closer look at some of those extremely tyrannical restrictions, shall we? Three states, Virginia, South Carolina, and Iowa, prohibit abortion after the 28th week. What horrible oppression that leaves a mother. Only seven months to decide what to do with her pregnancy. Mm. 20 states prohibit abortion at the point of viability, which is around the 24th week. 11 states prohibit abortion after the 20th week of pregnancy. And as a blanket rule, abortions are legal in every single state before pregnancy has reached its 20th week. So oppressive. I say that sarcastically, but many pro-choice advocates truly feel like women in America are shackled in reproductive slavery by these horrible restrictions. Sure, you can find your abortion paradise in a place like China, where abortion is not only legal at any point during pregnancy, but also encouraged and quite frequently enforced against will. But no one holds up China as an example of what to shoot for. So how about enlightened, progressive Europe? Abortion is legal in England up to 24 weeks, but there is no time limit if there is a substantial risk to the woman's life or massive problems with the pregnancy. The Netherlands mandates a five-day waiting period between the initial consultation and the abortion. Clinics must provide women with information about abortion alternatives, and only after all that is abortion legal until the 24th week. That makes England and the Netherlands more restrictive than 10 states in America. Socialist Sweden allows abortions until the 18th week of pregnancy and bans most after the 22nd week. In that four-week gray period, a woman can only get an abortion if it is approved by the National Board of Health and Welfare. In Spain, abortion is legal for the first 14 weeks of a woman's pregnancy and allows abortion up to 22 weeks in cases of fetal deformities. In Denmark, abortion is available on demand only up to 12 weeks of pregnancy. Afterward, exceptions are made for cases of rape, threats to the woman's physical or mental health, risk of fetal defects, and cases where the woman can demonstrate a lack of financial resources to care for a child. In Germany, abortions after the first 12 weeks of pregnancy are banned, except in cases of serious threat to the mother's physical or mental health. Women who want a first trimester abortion are subject to a mandatory three-day waiting period and a counseling session, making abortion law in Germany more restrictive than most of the United States, including Utah, the state with all the Mormons. Abortion in Belgium is legal until 12 weeks after conception and is required for women to have six days of counseling prior to the abortion. Six days! God made the world in six days. 
In fashion-forward France, abortion is also legal, only up to 12 weeks. In Finland, abortion is also available up to 12 weeks of pregnancy if a woman can provide a social reason for seeking to terminate her pregnancy, such as poverty, extreme distress, or already having at least four children. Anyone who's a fifth child right now is really offended. In Italy, any woman has 90 days from the date of conception to request an abortion. Request. Under the law, the termination must be due to health, economic, social, or family reasons. It's the same thing in Switzerland. Abortion is legal up to 12 weeks. If a woman files a written request stating that she is in a situation of distress, then the doctor has to give her comprehensive information about the procedure. Then the doctor has to discuss the decision with her in detail. Then the doctor has to give her an information sheet with the addresses of counseling services where she can get moral and material help and be informed about adoption. You think that's intense? In Portugal, a woman can get an abortion only up to the 10th week after a mandated three-day waiting period. Abortion is illegal in Poland, except for cases of rape, fetal malformation, or serious threats to the woman's health. Andorra and Ireland go even further and allow abortion only in cases where it is necessary to save the life of a pregnant woman. And in Ireland, that exception for life has only been around since 2013. And finally, abortion is entirely prohibited in all circumstances in Malta and Liechtenstein. No matter what, how many states in America ban abortion no matter what? If I remember correctly, zero. I think Wendy Davis would actually burst into flames if she stepped foot in Europe and observed the unreasonable and burdensome restrictions most European countries enact. Why does secular Europe seem to have more stringent abortion laws than America? I'm not really sure, but I do have one theory. They need more children to enslave into their professional soccer teams or football teams, whatever they're called over there. I mean, how else could they possibly be recruiting people to play that stupid, pathetic game? Mm, it's just awful. So to review, the most abortion-friendly countries in Europe are more strict than almost all of America. The most restrictive countries in Europe are tougher on abortion than all of America, all of it. And Europe is supposed to be more enlightened than the United States. And maybe the truth is, for this particular topic... They actually are. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I will say this. Uh, and I know that Christians are so purist on this issue that it's murder and so shouldn't be allowed, period. And that includes rape. That includes, you know, mother's life endangerment. In, there's some disagreement people. on that. There's some, sure. there's some disagreement on, on mother's life endangered. Uh, I mean, the Bo George Bush standard was rape, incest, life, and, uh, you know. Uh, but if, if we did that, if we just said, look, abortion should be illegal, except in the case of rape, incest, which is virtually the same thing, essentially, and the mother's life in danger. Well, some of it overlaps, yes. Rape, incest, and mother's life in danger, uh, we will grant those exceptions. I think we win this argument with the American people and maybe overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, that was the Bush standard, though. It, I mean, but, they, they, they tout that as, I mean... Christians don't go along with it. Though. I mean, think about this. The, the new but standard... how far would we go? Oh, I mean... I mean, we'd be almost, th we'd almost be there. Rather than abortion on demand for everybody. Even if you allow for BS health reasons, you're still there. Yep. 
I mean, you, you would, you would, yep. you would, because uh, I mean, a lot of times we'd they, be in a much better well, place I than might, we are now. I might be sad. Yeah. All right. Even if you allow for that, you're still uh, you're still a great improvement. Yes. Um, the uh, the last set because you know, during the Bush years, Bush was exceptions for rape, incest, uh, and uh, life and health of the mother. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which has been kind of the Republican thing for a while. They pushed off on that and said, "Hey, wait a minute. Instead, we'll go to um, uh, twenty weeks." So you can, so you can have this whole thing of absolutely you're fine with rape, the rape incest, all that stuff still in, in, exists, but we will have a 20 week end date on you know how long you can have an abortion for whatever reason you want, mm-hmm. um, and even then, still gets huge fight from uh, it just they from are, Democrats. They are able to say this is against women and people buy it, and you know. Nobody explains. I, I, nobody articulates this very well. It's hard. It's, they just don't. I mean, it really is frustrating. Square. It really, it really is, frustrating. is. I mean, again, like I honestly think if you went back to the actual standard described in the Roe versus Wade ruling, that's a huge win. It for would us. be a huge win. I mean, it would eliminate a lot of abortions. First of all, it would also be a, a considerable move to the conservative yeah. end. Now, that wouldn't be the end of the fight, but that would be an actual move in the right direction because right. that was essentially only covering. Uh, first-term abortions. It said first-term abortions are legal everywhere. They got to be legal everywhere. And then the second, it was second term was like there are restrictions and you can it, where you start getting into where you can limit it um, and and things like that. It be, but the, it basically mm-hmm. said first term. But that's only twelve weeks. Right now it's twenty weeks. It's the shortest uh, mm-hmm. period or the, the the shortest period of time where uh, restrictions start kicking in anywhere in the country. Uh, you know, back Amazing. then, at least there was a standard for that first trimester being the real thing. They act as if it's gone the opposite way. Like Roe versus Wade said, yes, everyone can have do. every abortion ever, and now <laughs> no one can get them. It's impossible. Um, you know, look, I, have there been lots of moves by conservative states to try to, to, try to uh, m- make abortion less frequent? Absolutely there has. I mean, you know, a lot of these things that get uh, Yeah, and what are, what are the restrictions? Like in Texas, for instance, the restriction is... Okay, we, we have to ha- we we make sure that you at least see a an ultrasound before you get the abortion. Oh my gosh! Oh the humanity! You've made me look at my baby and understand what it is I'm aborting before I abort it. How dare you? Well, that's the that's the theory. Like it's the worst thing in the world because you put the little stuff the little gel on her on her belly, and and you've looked around it with a right. with a scope. And that's and that's I, such a violation of a woman. A violation? What are you talking? Do you do that a hundred times a pregnancy? All right. I mean, it's it's a uh, they they always unbelievable fight this on the margin. So they'll take there is the one type, and I am not going to act as an expert on this particular procedure, but there is one type of um, ultrasound that is more invasive than that. So they talk about that one instead of the one yes. where you just put gel on. And what is that one? I, I don't even know what happens there. It's a. I've, I've had six kids and a million ultrasounds. I don't know what invasive ultrasound there is. I think there's a actual an amniocentesis. I mean, that's different than an ultrasound. Yeah, a little bit, but I mean, they do the ultrasound while they give the amnio. Right. But I don't know. Also, I'm not going to act like an. I don't want to read about the procedure. I, the whole birth thing creeps me out of that. The there is one that uh, uh, but, where they there's uh, <laughs> insertion. Yes, that's a, what? that's the best way to, to describe it. Uh, I don't know about that one. Is hmm. it called a... Of course you don't. Uh, <laughs> not a woman. Uh, ultrasound. Uh, Invasive ultrasound. 
Um, yeah, and, they talk about it all the time because. All right, well, don't give her that one. Right, exactly. It's a transvaginal ultrasound. Is what they call. Well, it. Why, and why would you do the transvaginal? And I will it's, say it's for that particular between, cases, right. it's not because they. Hey, this time we're going to try this. It's because sometimes it's, the ultrasound you're not getting the results you need. Right. So the doctors, to willing mothers, say, "Hey, we could do it this way. We'll get a better reading." And they say, "Okay, we'll do it." Right. And I will say, right, Pat, between uh, your children and yes. all of my children. Uh huh. And through 8,000 ultrasounds right. and an amnio test, yes. I've never had that done. Never had it done. I've never had a transvag. Had, I've had two. As um. <laughs> <laughs> and I know my wife hasn't either. Right. But Thank she you. has had 10 amniocentesis, oh amniocentesi, yes. 10 of them in one of her pregnancies because we, we had a baby in Connecticut and they went nuts because we've got these circumstances and they give birth i guess very rarely in connecticut and they didn't understand what was happening so (laughs) they had to make sure every single checkup they gave her another amnio with that long stinking needle you talk about invasive that was invasive no kidding but i've never heard of this i've never she's i know she's never had that i mean that's the one they keep talking about in politics because in theory stop it to get a clear right reading they might have to do that so in theory then you're saying that has to happen to the woman first of all no. An easy step there is to say that one can't be part of it. Yes. If you can't get a real reading with a right. normal way, then you don't do it. Right? Remind me again fine. how they do an abortion. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's a tad, a tad invest, abortion. Tad invasive. Know, some kind of, tad, just yeah, a tad. It is, isn't it? Invasive. I'm just to try to remember yeah. how they're... Quite invasive, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, it's a ridiculous argument. And I, oh, you know, there's no golly. honesty in this. There's None. no honesty in this game from right. that side None. in particular. Mm. And, and, you know, like, I, I, people say, well, yeah, but you guys are passing stuff like making it so it's harder to, you're closing down all these abortion clinics with these restrictions. And Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's definitely the goal. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I think these are rational restrictions. Like some of them are like you need to be within like a zillion miles of a hospital. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of. That does seem sort of rational. However, I mean, uh, you know, is that an idea? Is that an, an effort to limit the amount of abortions that happen in a state? Yep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, by the way, your common sense gun regulations are things uh-huh. you're trying to do to get rid of guns. Um, you know, they, they, your guess, you might say they might be common sense. They might work for you. But the, the go- end goal is That's you want guns on the streets. what we need to do is attach common sense to every measure we, we suggest. Yeah. Common That's sense a common sense abortion restriction. Mm-hmm. It's a common sense restriction. And it is. Yeah. Why, why, don't, why don't we do that on our side? We just don't. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to us coming up in a second. Uh, so you, uh, you, you maybe you watch what we just done here in this break and say, you know mm-hmm. what, I don't want to donate to Planned Parenthood. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. you're like, ah, you know what, I would rather not have my dollars going to Planned Parenthood. You know what your mobile carrier is telling you? Uh, tough. They're, they're tough. saying tough. No, you're giving us the money for your bill, and we're going to send some of that money to Planned Parenthood or many mm-hmm. other organizations that mm-hmm. uh, fight against what you believe as a conservative. What do I do? Well, uh, fortunately, there is now Patriot Mobile. Mm. They offer nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data at really competitive prices. Now, that doesn't that's not code speak for a little bit higher. No, they're lower prices what you're paying now and they donate up to five percent of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice a place like the nra for example or freedom works mm, sounds pretty good now it's the latest and greatest phones you can get them mm-hmm. uh, they'll pay up to 350 dollars a fee to switch i don't know this, I like i'm looking at this though this says they got I a 50 dollar like credit too so Holy i mean they're up and up the uh, I, don't, I don't know that i didn't even know that author this is just a cool little uh, graphic behind us but i guess wow. that's maybe that's there every time we do let this me ask you this why wouldn't you do this 
Why wouldn't you? Uh, you're a communist. Yes, that's uh, the only that's, reason. That's one way. That's the only uh, reason. You're Jeffy. Okay. You know, just uh, because you're uh, just a bad guy. You're just stupid. And, oh, yeah, and even, uh, even Jeffy would do it. It's amazing. <laughs> Go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze, patriotmobile.com slash blaze, mm-hmm. or call them at 877-367-7524. It's 877-367-7524 for Why Patriot you? Mobile. Why, Why wouldn't, you? wouldn't you? I mean, what is this? I can't even. I don't understand I mean, what we have come to say. Come on now. some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. (laughs) 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 Speak, Jeffy. Go ahead. I thought I already. Maybe you turn on your microphone. I mean, after all that, you know. No, I'm going to prove I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) A couple things. Yes. Um, before we get into some real business, let's talk. We haven't got the official numbers from the Walking Dead premiere yet. Yeah, they're going to be huge. But we do uh, have some uh, we preliminary have some unofficial numbers. numbers? Like, well, we have some preliminary numbers coming from some local areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Orlando, uh, Orlando, Florida, Central Florida saw a 30% increase from the uh, from the uh, season finale. Okay. Wow, that's wow. a nice number. So that's, uh, that's, that's going to be big. Yes. It's going to be big. That show is insane. I mean... Again, Jeffy has, and this assist from Pat and Glenn here, but Jeffy has essentially talked me into watching the show about <laughs> ten times. Yeah. And every time I've started, I'm like, I don't know, it's a I big know. commitment, and I don't I know, know. really like these shows. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't the type of show I would describe myself liking. Yeah, I'm not sure you'd love it. I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, what am I resisting? I don't, the collectivization of zombie Manufacturing? shows. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. You, you might like it. It's I. I find it incredible. It's not the kind of show that I would normally watch, that's for sure. It's too gory. It's too graphic. Um, they actually don't... There's really no sex. There's no nudity, fortunately. So I just... I justify it. So I say that keep just, for as the show moves on. It's just gore. And, uh, and so... I, but you don't like sort of sci-fi things, right? As a rule. I mean, you like Star Wars. Yeah, there's some I like. Of it, and this yeah. is not, you know, this. Well, this is. It's not really sci-fi either. No, I mean, I mean I, I'm trying to think of like the right example. Like, I could get into a movie about the apocalypse or whatever. I, it's a lot of time. Seven seasons is a lot of time. Did you see World War Z or whatever. Yeah, with Brad and Pitt. I liked that. You liked that? It was okay. I mean, this is this is beyond that by about. A factor yes. of ten, at oh least. Oh my gosh, yes. But again, that's so much two better hours than that. as compared to what eighty. Yeah, I mean that's a. Lo- but it's fun because you can binge watch and then you can leave it alone for a while and then you can binge watch. You know where you're at, you sit and down. you got the good thing about this is you got now six full seasons of fun. Yeah, and I would certainly not. I mean, this one would end before you know I got there. Obviously. Probably. So I mean, seven, and they've already scheduled an eight. Right. right? Ink so, the deal for eight. I mean, and that's no surprise. Probably going to be more than that. Might as well. I mean, they've, they've got to milk this thing for as long as they can, right? Right. Unless um, you have, like, a real decision made. Like, Breaking Bad did, I think, five. And, and I would like, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me to see Walking Dead reach that point, too. I think they're close. I think they're close to, like, well, and then I could be wrong. I know, you know, the comic books kept going, and they're, you know, ongoing. So, you know, it's, an, it's, a, it's a forever and ever. But... I just kind of think the TV is, you know, we're probably... It's got a shelf life. 
It, the shelf life is probably another couple, another season, maybe two, two more, and let's wrap this thing. And I think that if mm-hmm. we say we're going to wrap it, it becomes even bigger. Yeah, if they do a tenth season and say, "Okay, this is it," oh yeah, uh, it's gonna be. Oh, huge. That's a Breaking Bad be essentially huge. before the fifth yeah. season. They're like, "This is it. We're done." Yeah. It wasn't like they got canceled. They're just like, "This is the arc of the right. story. We're done with it." Well, I can't see AMC ever saying they want this to end because <laughs> yeah, I true. mean, they came this up with a gravy the train. They've, they've thrown they've thrown fear onto the table just because they never want it to end. And fear yeah. of the Walking Dead is another series. Was it the pre- prequel type of thing? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, like sort it's a, of. It's, yeah. Uh, although it's kind of caught up to the same as like the first and second season were on Walking Dead, it's and it, it's it's the same thing now except not as compelling. And so Fear of the Walking Dead just kind of a disappointment. But the Walking Dead I think is still super strong. It's still really compelling. Uh, TV. It, it is, and they've they've added a couple of new characters that are super compelling. Yeah, I mean the, they've got the new the they new got a bad new, guy the Negan, new bad guy Negan that everybody knows is coming and, and here and you saw him in the last episode finally. Uh, this guy's going to be as bad as it gets, and yes. that's what people like in this. And show. that's like the bat that you got, right? Yes, that, yes that's his, that's his weapon, Lucille. Yeah, and uh, then there's another big ruler coming into the picture, Ezekiel. Really? This guy, yeah, this guy is Tiger. You know, he's the, the zoo, the kingdom. Mm. Like, for example, I watched, what was the, um, there was a, uh, an apocalypse show that was on network TV a few years ago, um, in which, like, they, the power went out. Yes. And, uh, we watched that. Right. We both watched that yeah. for a while. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I watched they the had whole, the four different states. Was the, was I watched was, the first season, and then I, I think, Jericho, was that it? No, no but no, that was one no, of them, too. One, too. No. But there were, the power went out. Yeah. Texas was one of the what states. What was the name of that? Because uh, I really liked it. It didn't, uh, go, it didn't go anywhere. Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, Revolution. I watched the first few episodes of Revolution, and, and it was okay, but like I didn't it stick good. with it. I didn't stick with it. I, I didn't either after the first season. I, and I don't okay, so know how many it was. Significantly better than that, you're saying, for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way better than that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, will, it will hook you if you... If you, if you give it two or three you, episodes, yeah. I think you'll be hooked. Yeah. I mean, I, say, I will say that I, I first looked at it, you know, three or four years ago as you're looking at it. And my Amber, my wife, was like, you need to watch it. And I just remember sitting down one weekend and, all right, I'll watch an episode. And that was, that weekend was binge it. It's got to be weird for you, though, a show you haven't seen. Yeah, at well, any point Well, I mean, you have to start each show sometime, right? I mean, every show you watch, right, you have to start at some point. You're saying it was only three or four years ago. There have been multiple episodes that aired. It was, well, it was two, two Full seasons in, right on Netflix. Wow, when really? It first went up on Netflix. Yes, you were not and, on uh, it at the beginning. No, 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 no. I, I didn't. Uh, I felt like I was. I was kind of like you with the zombies and the yeah. walkers. I didn't understand what the show was about. Right. I, I saw mean, the previews. You know, you just. Hey. And if it was just that, if it was just zombies, I wouldn't be into it. It's the. It is the character development in this thing. It is the character development. It is about character development. It's about their struggle during the time yeah. during the apocalypse. I yeah, mean, it's, it's fascinating, it, and you start to think. What I better prepare I like do? these guys because yeah. oh my gosh. something like this, obviously zombies isn't going to happen, but something catastrophic could happen and I got to act like them. And if you're not prepared, maybe not, hopefully up, not killing people, but, you know, foraging for food and doing some of the but other you're things into that. Right. I mean, if you're not prepared and you're yeah. and you're going to end up uh, having to be go out in and forage a little, then you're going to end up working for either becoming or working for a bad guy. 
that's pretty much that's where you're at. Well, I don't know that everybody would turn bad. You would hope that there would still be elements of society who maintain their That's humanity. Cute. This That's is cute. this is the, the, the role Jeffy thinks he's carved out That's in cute. life. Like uh-huh. he knows that so far the first 130 years have not gone well. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's right. <laughs> but he thinks that like he's a warlord. That like runs one of the evil factions that breaks off in an ap- post-apocalyptic society. That's how he fancies himself. Yeah. Right, like yeah. that's what your dream is, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, uh, to break it down. I mean, there's other elements of it. I'm not, I'm not trying to limit you, but I mean, <laughs> your basic dream for life is that is that how you're? That's how you end up. You're just you're running a faction like some like independent nation state within Missouri. I mean, if it happens, it happens too. Mm-hmm. That's what I all right, what else do you have for us? It happens, it happens. Is that it? It's like- Is that all you have? <laughs> no, we can talk a little bit about, um, you know, we talked a lot about polls and uh, Donald Trump uh, winning a lot of states, a number of shock polls uh, going on, and uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, knocking everybody off. Uh, we have um, Spirit Halloween, the company that sells Halloween yeah, uh, yeah. outfits and stuff. Uh, they usually uh, tell who's going to win by what mask. Is selling and outfit more, is right? selling yeah. the most. Well, of yeah. course, Trump is going to sell more He's than a she does, right? I mean, a ton more. Did you think I was going to tell you that Donald Trump was selling more? Yes, than yes that's what I thought you were going to tell us. I mean, nothing could be more, more right. truthful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. Donald Trump probably yeah. uh, his mask probably outsells presidential candidates in other years when yeah. he's not even running. I would guess. I mean, like, yeah, that's probably true. You know, so what are the numbers? Well, this them? year he's got 55% to 45%. No, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's that close. close. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, so there's some cra- the, the, you know, was, It wouldn't uh, surprise me if he bought t- the extra 10% to put him <laughs> over know. the top. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, I was, we talked about this Business Insider article that they wrote about the future of conservative media, um, which you should read if you have a chance. Um, but, you know... I was being critical of people who are like bringing up online polls, and there's just a ton of these people that are online, who, that are hosting sh- shows, that that do this all the time, and they'll mm-hmm. be like, "Wow, guess what? Uh, Donald Trump has more Facebook followers." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, you got me there." And I think that means act- he's gonna win. I think one of these guys actually brought up the uh, Halloween costume. Oh, talk as show a, a legitimate is- metric. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's I I mean, it's laughable, guys. It, come on. It's pathetic. Pathetic. All right. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents, too. Come up. You just assumed I was done? Well, I, you, no, I didn't okay. assume. I just decided uh, you're out. done. Go form your you're militia. You're done. Right. some haunted houses available uh, across the country that you can buy right now. They, they are for sale. You can buy a haunted you can house? buy a haunted house. Yes. Mm. Uh, like that one right there. Mm. That beautiful? Looks like a nice house. Yeah, it looks nice. Uh, got a nice little porch in the second floor and a uh, nice lawn with big mature trees. It's a nice place. Um, it's the house on Plant <laughs> Avenue nice from size. 1906 to 1944. Railroad car salesman named Henry Gim occupied this 3,871-square-foot uh, home near St. Mm. Louis. 
legend has it that he had dealings with a circus for transport compartments and somehow came into possession of a bear that <laughs> he kept tied to a tree in the backyard. The animal's ghost <laughs> is now said to haunt the land. Uh, prior owner Robert Wheeler told the St. Louis Dispatch in, in 1975 that he heard footsteps on the third floor study room. If you're interested in uh, interacting with a paranormal zoo animal, a home can be yours for just $500,000. Wait, I, I, first of all, I, I don't doubt that the, that the grounds may be haunted by the bear, but the bear is now on the third floor. Now he's in the house. The bear is in so the that's house. That's the part of it that bothers you? Yeah. <laughs> the bear's in the house! Uh, I mean, there's plenty of houses that are, have ghosts in them. Yeah, but I, I've never heard of a bear ghost before. Mm. Um, how about uh, if you have 475000 maybe you don't have the full 500000 to get the uh, haunted bear house. You can get the Mortician's Wife Home. Oh, good. 1912, uh, this is in California. Uh, it, it has an on-site mortuary, which uh, that's creepy. seems pretty nice. Yeah, that's creepy. Is it the exact same house? Is it, we just have the exact same house. And we just have one is house. Is this our example like the haunted exact, house? Oh, oh, come on, no. it can't be. Really? Can it? Is that the only one we have? Honestly, this is what a house looks like if it's haunted. Come on now. All right. This cannot be. Wait, that's the is that's not the Amityville house. It looks like it. No, it isn't. I'm looking at the bottom. It doesn't say anything about Amityville house. What do you mean look at the bottom? Okay. Um also like the one they used in the movie. (laughs) The Watcher Home in Westfield, New Jersey. It looks like the same house. Not haunted by spirits. This $1.19 million home is still struggling with uh, uninvited attention. After a family closed on the property in 2014, they began to get a series of unsettling letters from an anonymous source. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father in the 1960s. It's now my time. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Nice and creepy. I I don't even... So this is the so end. somebody some live person is threatening them. Well, yes, that's what it would appear to be. Yeah. Uh, here's the Amityville home. It's in Amityville, New York, 1974. You know this whole story. You know the Amityville mm-hmm. story. The guy went crazy, murdered a bunch of people. Um, family moved. Uh, new family moved in. Uh, reported all the weird occurrences, uh, strange noises, oozing walls. Uh, they made the movie about it. Um, the four subsequent owners since none of them have uh, had any issues. Basically, <laughs> what this is is a lie. It's what, it, what it was is a lie. Wait, uh, but eight hundred fifty thousand dollars for that puppy, which is a nice house. Yeah, looks like a nice house. Yeah. All right. So there's so some... the book and the movie of Amityville was a lie. Well, I'm gonna. I'm saying it's a lie. They're not saying it's a lie. I'm just saying that uh, the fact that no one else has uh, witnessed any of these other things probably indicates that they didn't happen. So there you go. From Mental Floss, some homes That's that may or may not be haunted that, that all are on sale. Uh, and they all look like that one, right? There. The Let's see the graph real quick. These are the most popular Halloween candies in uh, in each state. Do we have that? Um, and I, I like these sorts of things because it makes me think, where should I move? Well, <laughs> here is candy corn, and I, I would say candy corn would not be my. T- I like candy mm. corn back in the day, but I mean, it's not. It's I like candy big. corn too, but there's no way that's that can't be favorite one, one in right? Texas. I don't know. There's quite a bit. I mean, the grocery stores have big sections of candy corns. I mean, Reese's, I would say, I'm not surprised Connecticut is Reese's, because that's, you know, one of the ones I would say is the most classic, like, Halloween candy, and uh, that's where I grew up. Um, Reese's Pieces are underrated, I feel. Uh, Indiana's got that. that Virginia action there. Kit Kats in Montana, Butterfinger in Idaho. Uh, Utah nerds? No. Come on. Nobody likes nerds. 
That feels like it could be Utah for some reason. Milky Way yes, in uh, Colorado. Yes, Milky Way is my favorite. I do like the Milky Ways. I, you know, uh, what, what's your feeling on 100 Grand Bars? Hawaii's they're good. They're good. not bad. They're I pretty like freaking good. 100 yeah, Grand like Bar them. is good. I like, I like 100 Grand better than I like Twix. <sighs> Snickers in Alaska. Uh, Crunch. Nestle Crunch Bar. I like those two in Florida. Toblerone? Toblerone? Where's that at? No, no way. way. No I, I think we go way. through this every year, right? And we 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 stumble across Toblerone. Here's the here's the thing that in, nobody no other show is going to tell no you. There's no way. No one has ever purchased Toblerone. No. That's, no that's what no one's going to tell you that. <laughs> we'll I mean, maybe that. somebody made that mistake at a movie theater, but nobody's eating that no, outside I'm of sorry. movie theater. No one has made no that mistake at a movie theater. No one in Arizona theater. is eating Toblerone. Come on. Uh, that no. cannot be real. Come on. Come- like I wonder what the metric is. If it's like they eat it more than other states. The metric, like you're telling me they sell more Toblerone than Milky Way in freaking. The metric no, is I don't believe whatever it. state paid the most it. money to these companies, <laughs> and Arizona didn't have any cash, so they just said Toblerone. Come on, Pixie Sticks. Come on, what? They should be abandoned. For the, Georgia should be out of the union. And you got Pixie Cracker Jacks in Michigan. I know. I mean, is that in, is this Airheads? 1965? Oh, wow. Maybe Pixie Sticks were George's favorite candy in 1965. No way is that true today. And how is M&M's only in one state? Yeah, I, this what's is, up, what's this in is Wisconsin nonsense. there, Laffy Taffy? This oh, map is a lie. I don't know, though. No. The state? No I'm way. a fan of Laffy Taffy. No Particularly way. the banana Laffy Taffy? No. That's it's like a one lie. of my choices. Those are good. That's one of those the are good. choices, I will say. And Tootsie Roll. What is that? Is that... Uh, uh, is Almond that, Joy, Tootsie Roll. That's New Hampshire. Right. New Hampshire, New Hampshire, and Vermont. I'm enjoying Tootsie Roll. I don't know. I think. Uh, I, I mean, if I'm in, in, out of those two, I'm going Tootsie Roll. Yeah, Swedish oh, fish. Yeah. Stop it. Come on, Pennsylvania Swedish fish. Come on now. No. Way. Uh, come All right. Fine. Oh, we'll we take a break. break. They're like, hey, More stop talking too. about candy, you fat ass. Just go to commercial. Okay, <laughs> fine. I got it. Right. Just go. Bye bye. Just go. Go to break. I you mean, lied to us totally in Arizona anyway. Stu, uh, Stu looked up. Uh, Stu looked up the uh, top candy in the country, this whole thing right? is top selling. Is this a top selling candy? Uh, wait, wait, say that again. The, I, the, you're top saying, selling candy? No, no. What is this? What are you looking at? I'm trying to get the list pop back up. Uh, America's favorite chocolate candy, chocolate candies. 25 most popular Halloween candies in America. Okay. See, I don't know what these standards are. We're kind of just now. You said Milky Way was only 18. Yeah, that was on some other list. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, 25 Whoppers. That sounds about right. 24 Toblerone. No way. Um, Come on. I, I keep popping into these freaking stupid Toblerone. Sp- Nobody even knows what that is. Yeah, what is it? I've only seen it in is the it display case of a movie theater. What else is in Toblerone other than chocolate? No idea. No idea. Whatever Hazelnut? it is, it's not good. Is it nougat? It's, I don't think it's Hazelnut? even nougat. Yeah, it's some kind of, it is some kind of nasty nougat. No one here it's knows the good. answer to this question? We've got like 10 people in this room. No one knows what's going on. Wait, Travis. We need a spoons on Toblerone. I'm calling it. We need spoons on Toblerone. Yes. Yes. 